Welcome to another episode of the Spice Dog Provisions Comets Podcast. I am your host, Shane Alberani, and on this week's episode, well, let's just quote my good friend Gene Simmons. You wanted the best, you got the best, because we have got Diamond Hands on the show here today. That's right, Daniel Diamond Hands Amsbury is here with us on this episode. And before we get to that, I want to tell everybody it's about Spice Dog Provisions. Go to SpiceDogProvisions.com and you can save 10% on your total order by putting in the promo code COMETS10. They make delicious hot sauces. They are chefs, so you know it's good stuff, but it is really, really good. I have tried all of them, and they are terrific. So again, order those at SpiceDogDivisions.com. COMETS10 will get you 10% off your entire order. Now, speaking of spicy things, this episode with Diamond Hands was terrific. I had so many requests to get him on the show quickly, and hopefully I came through for you guys, because it was a great episode. I appreciate him for coming in. I appreciate you for listening. So here we go, myself and Daniel Diamond Hands Ansbury. All right, well, let's get after this. All right, man. Uh, so when uh, was the first time you realized you liked to punch people? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it just kind of became a thing where um, I guess I was pretty young and I just kind of grew up in a, a pretty tough town and yeah. went to a tough school and and my dad was a, a jail guard, so oh, really? it kind of just kind of came natural, and um, you know, it started at a young age, and and it, it really it kind of just started standing up for myself and standing up for my friends, and that to me was the part that really that kind of made me like it. Yeah. It was like okay, when I stood up for somebody, it felt really good for me. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of what it, how it started, and it kind of grew into what it is now, and and it's the same thing now. I get a good feeling out of standing <laughs> up for the team and making sure everybody feels a little bit bigger. So you uh, you patrolled the playground? <laughs> yeah, you did? I guess so. Uh, back in the day, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what it would have been. So your your dad was was like, hey, you need to stand up for yourself and your friends and and your family and everything else. That yeah, I think it was got just it going kind of the character that he you know he installed into me, and yeah. you know he he grew up the same way. Yeah. He grew up in East Vancouver, which is kind of tough, and and then you know he had a, a tough upbringing, same kind of way as me, and and yeah, it was just kind of a character thing, and it's like, hey, like you know, it's obviously you're not going out looking for it, but yeah. if there's somebody you know that's yeah. that's taking liberties or bullying your friends or anything like that, he it was kind of a green light to to you know take care of it in the in the right ways, obviously um, within. Uh, within the the rules of his household and and, and you know <laughs> being a man and and, yeah. and you know not cheap shotting guys and stuff like that but yeah yeah I think it was just you know uh, I think an old school way of raising kids I guess you could say yeah yeah so what was it like growing up what I mean uh, we we know all these you got, you're like a folk hero man you got all these <laughs> stories about you I don't know what's true and what's yeah, not yeah. but let's go back to the beginning. Yeah, so I I grew up uh, I grew up in a great neighborhood um, in Maple Ridge, BC, and uh, I think we had like eight or nine boys on my street. So you know we had a really competitive street. Yeah. We played a lot of street hockey, and and uh, you know we were always outside and and playing outside and stuff like that. And um, you, I had a really good a really good childhood, and you know my family is really good. A, a lot of a lot of support through you know aunts and uncles and and stuff like that as well. So that was kind of like my upbringing and a lot of big family events. Yeah. Uh, as I was growing up. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of what it was like. But like I said, it was like a, I'd say a, kind of a blue collar a town yeah. that I grew up in yeah. just outside of Vancouver. Um, you know, a little suburb. It wasn't in the city. Um, yeah. Lots of, you know, lots of rednecks and lots of, <laughs> lots of, you know, you get everything. You sure, get a full sure. mix, right? Like my parents, you know, my parents are very 
um, average average Joe. Like my, yeah. my mom worked at the bank, my dad worked at the jail. Yeah. Um, so I came up like that, and that was kind of how all my friends were growing yeah. up. Um, and uh, yeah, I feel like I had a really good childhood. And hockey was. Um, I always loved hockey, and I always loved contact. I always loved, like, I always wanted to box when I was young, which my parents wouldn't let me. Um, <laughs> and you're that guy who likes to eat a punch as much as you like to give one, right? Yeah, like, I don't know what it is about. <laughs> to be to be honest, for me, I think it's just, like, the, the adrenaline rush. Like, yeah. more than anything, like, obviously, like – Fighting is a great way to get that, um, but I've been like that with everything. I've always looked for something that scares me a little bit, yeah. whether, you know, when we were young, we used to go, there's like a waterfall close by my house, and we'd go there and jump off the cliffs into the water <laughs> and do all these crazy things that, you know, people wouldn't do because they'd be too scared, but yeah. we would do it because we were kind of looking for a thrill, and I think our our street, all the boys on my street, we kind of fed off of each other a little yeah. bit. Um, uh, there's one story that my, my mom loves telling, and I had, uh, I don't know how old we were. We were pretty young and I had, <clears throat> I was like little evil Knievel. I had all the kids on the street lined up laying on their backs and I had, oh, I had a jump up. and I came running, buzzing down the hill on my mountain bike full speed. And I come running down. I jumped over all the kids on the street. Like everybody was lined up. All the parents are watching off their patios. Like this guy's. Oh, that, that's, so. that's just good American fun, right? <laughs> or Canadian fun. Yeah. I don't right think, there. I don't think you really see that too much anymore. I but, grew up uh, in the eighties, dude. That's yeah. the, how we how I'm still alive, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the best part, you know, the parents are all sitting there like, okay, well, he's, this is going to be a hard lesson for someone at some point. So, yeah. That's, yeah. Any brothers and sisters? Yeah, you, I have yeah. an older sister. Yeah. She's uh, five years older than me. Okay. So, I mean, we weren't super close growing up just because I think the age uh, yeah, yeah. separation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like my, my sister, I think we were six years apart. So yeah. Like, that's yeah, we're about disconnect. five and a half, six. So, yeah. we didn't really get to, like, get too close yeah. and stuff growing up. But, like, for me, I'm, like, you know, a super loyal guy and, like, like all my friends growing up, like I, they're my brothers. Like to this day, I have a lot of friends that I was friends with in elementary school. Oh yeah. I have a lot of friends that, you know, I stay in touch with that I've known, you know, one of my best friends I've been, he grew up across the street from me. Like I talk to him all the time. Yeah. It's Trevin. And, and uh, I, I have a lot of old, old long, long relationships. Yeah. So it's been kind of cool. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. uh, does uh, mom and dad approve of your, uh, your career choices here? Or? <laughs> well, I think they're, they're obviously happy, you know, like where I've, what I've been able to make of it. Yeah. Um, it took them, a, I'd say a long time for, you know, for it to really grow on them. Um, you know, obviously dad came around a little earlier than yeah. mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, mom, Mom still doesn't love it, but she she does respect it, and she does know like my true character. Like obviously, you can read what you want online. People yeah. can say whatever they want. My mom knows who I am and, and what, what I have in my well, heart. Well, you're and you're a showman. I mean, yeah. you, you you get it. I mean, you're an entertainer, and I yeah. so respect that. Yeah, and that's a big part that's <laughs> yeah. fun for me as well. Like I feel like my care. Like I love protecting guys. Yeah, I enjoy the fight, and then I love being the showman. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of a perfect uh, perfect little storm for me. And my mom has come around a lot. You know, like she's still not a huge fan. She's really doesn't like the boxing at all yeah she's not a huge fan of that but like with the team thing she she kind of approves now um i remember there was one time i got in a, my, a lacrosse you don't fight as much in hockey but i yeah. I, I played box lacrosse which is like a can, very canadian <laughs> sport it's a lot like hockey it's five versus five indoor indoor lacrosse a lot like yeah. hockey and and there's fighting in that as well and i don't know 
I don't know what my parents didn't want. Like my dad wasn't a hockey or a lacrosse guy. My mom yeah. didn't know anything about it, but they would come every once in a while to watch me play, but not as much as hockey. And uh, for whatever reason, they would always come to the games where that I would fight. And it wasn't like <laughs> I, I, they'd be like, Hey, we're coming to the game tonight. And I'm in my head. I'm like, this is not the game to come to. Cause I knew that maybe yeah. this is the t- time yeah. something would pop off. And I remember there was one uh, where they came and I kind of knew they had a heavyweight on the other team. And yeah. I was like, okay, this is going to be the night. Unfortunately, my mom and dad are here again. And uh, so I fought this guy and uh, I remember going back and watching the video the next day. There's a video that came out and I could hear, I knew it was my mom's whistle. The whole fight, I could hear my mom <laughs> whistling like real loud, like cheering. Yeah. And, and I almost brought tears to my eyes because I was like, I just couldn't believe that my mom was like cheering for me yeah. while I was fighting. And, I remember the phone call I had with my mom after. I was like, hey, mom, like, was that your whistle? She's like, yeah, I was whistling the whole time. And I, and it literally, like, made me want to cry because I was just, I couldn't, you know, to have my mom's yeah. support like that just yeah. meant a lot to me. And I think she knows why I do it. And I think she knows um, the true, the, you know, the true reasoning and how it grew. And she's seen it develop yeah. and stuff like that. So I think they get it now. And, and, I mean, to bring me to the level I'm at now and with the game of hockey. And, obviously, I love the game and, and stuff like that. The I think uh, they're both pretty proud of what I would have been able to do with it. Yeah, and you can play, man. I mean, you. I mean, you took a little gap there, but I mean, you played in the CHL. I mean, you played at different levels. So I'm like, you know the game, right? So I mean, it's not like you were a one-dimensional player, you know? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm I mean, I can skate, I can keep up, yeah. and, and I can get around on the ice. I'm not like you know. I think a lot of people just assume when they watch me, like because I am, you know, obviously yeah. I can handle myself, and yeah. obviously I have like tons of videos of me laying guys out and stuff like yeah. that i think a lot of people just always assume like if you're if you're that if you're in this toughness category you yeah. literally can't skate yeah and and so that's kind of just what everybody just assumes <laughs> off the bat and um you know i know coach jesse and, and the and all the staff i don't think anybody even the players knew what to expect when right. i got here because they just knew hey i could handle business but they weren't really sure what i could do they they seen obviously my games on, on my resume and stuff like that but um yeah, it was uh, it was nice to get here, and I and I feel like I'm not super out of place in practice, and I, uh, you know obviously get better every yeah. day. But uh, yeah, it's it's really fun, and 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 it's nice to be around. You know, everybody is a step better, and that always yeah. brings up your level as well. So yeah, it's, it's been fun. Yeah. So what what was your first? You were went pro Mag, over ten years ago. So what was that like? You know, you played in what Denver. Yeah, played in the CHL. That was a team that was around for just a minute, but yeah, yeah. So I think Fort Wayne was actually in the central. Yeah, we were at for yeah. a minute. We never played Denver, but yeah, 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 yeah. We I never played. I don't think a game against Fort mm-hmm. Wayne. Even when I was in Tulsa, I don't think I did. No, I was in Tulsa yeah. during the lockout. That was my first year yeah. at Double A Pro, and uh, <clears throat> that was a really good, like, really skilled year. Obviously, because yeah. it was during the lockout, so everybody was kind of coming down. Yeah, but um. Yeah, it was. It's a. It, it's a lot different of a game. There's a lot more skill out there now. Obviously. Yeah, because like, what's the difference? I mean, you took yeah. ten years off. So yeah. what's the difference? So it's kind of cool. And yeah. like, honestly, the thing is for me is like, I kind of came out of a time machine. Yeah. Because I, I literally, you know, you stopped I, playing. And yeah. Then you. Right. I stopped playing in a time where it was still, it like the game was changing back yeah. then, but it was still pretty tough. And the central was more of like an outlaw tougher league than the yeah. East Coast yes. was at the time. Yeah. And uh, so I went straight from from that and then kind of came full circle into the game last season was my first year back and it was like a little bit of like a oh my god like you know uh, <laughs> it was kind of like a, rea- a shock because you know it was a way more skilled game um just the way that the puck moves and just like everybody has hands now everybody yeah. can skate 
Um, so yeah. And then obviously being here now in the East coast and seeing the difference, it's, it's a, it's a little, it's a step quicker for sure. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys, you know, it's, it's just not as gritty as it was. Yeah. Um, obviously there's still hits and, and fights and stuff like that, but not on the same level as it was back then. So it's been a little bit of a, uh, culture shock, I think, uh, when I first came back, cause I, I had to get used to it. And, and honestly, there's a lot of like rule changes kind of that have happened since then yeah. and, and like ways you can hit guys that were completely okay 10 years ago yeah and and they're not okay anymore so that's yeah. been a little bit of an adjustment and uh, last year that was a, a big thing for me was to, to adjust to that like you can't really blindside hit guys anymore yeah it took me uh <laughs> half a season to figure that one out I'm sure a few guys have problems with that yeah <laughs> yeah well it is hard because you know back then the the the, respo the responsibility was on um, the puck carrier to keep his yeah. head, the p keep his head up. Yeah. And now, in all reality, it's the responsibility of the guy delivering the check to make sure the guy sees you coming. Yeah. So it's really difficult, and it's hard to to kind of find the line and know yeah. what's okay and what's not. But um, I think I'm getting there now, and uh, I'm excited yeah. to uh to to play around at this level and well, find you, the you line. You had a couple. I mean, like Sid. You've seen some probably some Sid fights. I mean, yes, Sid back yeah. in the day, yeah. you know, can throw some hands. So, of course, I mean, yeah. I mean him and, and Dejan, yeah, I mean, yeah. you guys are the same age. So, it's yeah. like you guys probably bonded a little bit. Yeah, over yeah, that. definitely. I think yeah. I'm uh, I think I'm the youngest uh, 1990 on the team. Yeah. So at least I'm the youngest at something. <laughs> there you, know? you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's three of us, three of us uh, 90s on the team, I believe. Yeah, so. yeah. So, hopefully you guys can rub off some of the toughness yeah. uh, to those guys. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you had a 10-year gap. What were you doing? What were you doing those so, 10 years? So, uh, uh, when I finished playing in 2014, I went home and, and um, I, I finished with the game. And it was it was honestly a tough adjustment for me. Like, I missed the game a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, why did you stop? Why I just had family stuff going okay. on. I had to go home and, and get sure. to work and take care of some sure. stuff and pay some bills. And, and when I did do that, like, it was a very, very difficult time. And I'm sure you've heard and, and you know, you've worked yeah. with this team long enough. I'm sure you've known players, oh, yeah. seen them go yeah, through yeah. the retirement and yeah. how difficult that can be. Yeah. Um, so I went through that and it was really hard. Um, uh, I did start playing box lacrosse through yeah. that process, which kind of helped me a little bit with the adjustment, but, but really difficult to go from being on the ice every day, having a team and, and then, and then getting dropped into real life where it's like, okay, I need a career now yeah. and you have a million options. Yeah. Now you got to take care of your own living. You got to do all these things that you never really had to do yeah. before because you know realistically when you're playing hockey it's everything's kind of taken care of and oh, you're catered all to, you yeah. got to do is just go on the ice and do your job yeah everything else is taken yeah. care of so um it gets a little overwhelming and then not having the whole team to lean on was tough but um so basically yeah i was working and then i i uh, i started playing uh, box lacrosse yeah which is like uh, i was playing summer ball they call it which is is a top level in Canada for box lacrosse. So playing against all the national league lacrosse guys and stuff like that. Um, and I did that for basically the whole time. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of just re-fell in love with hockey a few years ago and kind of got the buzz again. And But you just, uh, like, work on, like, a tugboat? Or you, like, yeah. lumber and stuff yeah. like that? I'm, yeah, so I was yeah. working on the tugboat. So, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, log rolling. Yeah, yeah. Like, the log yeah. rolling stuff. So I worked on the river. Uh, we'd wear spiked boots and stuff yeah. like that. And, um, yeah, we'd basically, you know, all the – all the trees that would get cut down, all the lumber would come off the mountain and they'd put it into the water. And then we would be the ones that kind of, you know, pick all the booms. We'd be out there walking around on the logs and, you know, it was a, <laughs> it was a fun job for like an ex athlete because it, it, yeah. it gets the heart going cause it's dangerous. Yeah. And then, and then it's also, you know, it's challenging because yeah. the logs are rolling and, and stuff like that. So it was a really good job. A lot of, a lot of athletes kind of tend to 
yeah. be the guys that stick around. Uh, not too many people uh, make the cut when they're hiring and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, a lot of athletes and stuff. So I was doing that and that was kind of my job. And um, it was a fun job. Like it was a lot of work, really hard, but it keeps you strong and it keeps you kind of keeps the heart going. Keeps, yeah. you, keeps you, gives you a little bit of that rush that, that, I, that you miss when you're not playing the game. So um, that's what I was doing. And then I was lucky enough to also be able to play a little lacrosse in the meantime. But um, that was uh, that was the job that I kind of <laughs> left uh, before I came down here. So. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Now, you were, you've were been boxing, too, like actual yeah. in the ring and yeah. actual prize fighting, right? Yeah. So I did a couple of rough and rowdies. So yeah. it's actually like <clears throat> it's actually called tough man. So it's a yeah. little bit. Oh, yeah. 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 It is. It yeah. is. Uh, you could call it boxing, but it's more or less tough man. It's, it's a little different. So I have a couple of pro tough man fights. Um, which the difference between tough man and boxing would just be, uh, boxing would be like a two or a three minute round. Yeah. So you have a little bit more time, a little bit more space. Tough man's one minute round. So you're pretty much just putting your chin For down one minute. and getting yeah. after it. Yeah. So it's more of like a street fight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have, uh, three, three of those for Barstool Sports, which is a lot of fun. Um, and then I had one, um, exhibition boxing match, uh, that kind of just happened out of the blue by accident, yeah. uh, which was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so, so, uh, you know, training a lot of boxing and stuff like that, which has obviously helped me on the ice as well. But, uh, you know, thanks to AJ and stuff like that, AJ has a boxing gym, champs boxing gym, yeah. AJ Galante in Danbury. So he was kind of a motivator for me to really start boxing. So, okay, well, let's talk about AJ. I mean, you guys are kind of little, uh, social media darlings, man. You guys got <laughs> all these podcasts, you're doing all this stuff and, and obviously he's got the hockey background. So how did you guys get together yeah so uh, i mean i is you know a, so aj has the documentary on netflix yeah. it's called uh Untold. and we were, we were in that league so it's yeah. like the danbury stuff we were very much in we yeah. knew what was going on we knew everything yeah and we loved you guys yeah because yeah. you get because because danbury, danbury they played that rough game yeah, yeah and i counted like there was maybe a 10 former comets that played for yeah, danbury cool. so it was like no yeah, it's like, yeah. we love that yeah so. i mean it was good especially back then really good for the league probably yeah. and good for good for the game but um, yeah, so like I watched that documentary, it would have been a few years ago now when it first came yeah. out and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I knew nothing about it. And then, um, and then as, as kind of, as time went on, um, AJ announced something and, and me and my friends used to always joke, like my friends would always joke to me like, oh, it's too bad. There's no like hockey fighting tournament or, or some sort of like sport for hockey fighting because, uh, yeah. you know, you would have been great at something like that. Like, obviously I had this niche talent. Um, so, uh, out of nowhere, AJ posts something saying, Hey, we're going to do this hockey fighting tournament, King of the rink tournament. Um, uh, you know, we're thinking about doing it. And then my, my friend sent it to me right away. My friend sent it to me. He's like, dude, you got to do this. Yeah. And I was like fired up right away. So I started messaging AJ. As soon as I seen that, I'm messaging him on the trashers page. Like, Hey, this is who I am. I'll fight anybody, any size, like anywhere, like just get me in this tournament yeah. and I don't care who it is I'm fighting. Yeah. Like get me in. And, uh, and then, uh, finally, like, I, I don't know how many times I messaged him. He finally responds and he said, yeah, we'll see like this and that. And as time went on, I ended up, you know, kind of making the cut for the tournament and, you know, start talking to AJ a little bit. And then I ended up winning the tournament. It was, uh, <clears throat> best of eight, eight guys, last man standing yeah. all in one night. So I had to win three fights and I think I was the smallest guy in the tournament by a long <laughs> shot. Um, the guy I fought in the finals was six, six, two ninety five. Jeez. And I think I was, you know, at the time, I mean, I was, I was pretty, you know, I was a little bit heavier now than I am yeah. now, but I think I was like 225, like a lean 225. I'm yeah. six feet tall. So 
I was giving up some pretty big size and I did really well and I ended up winning the whole tournament. And I think with that, AJ, AJ, I think seen something in me and, you know, he mentioned it, you know, on the podcast, he's like, yeah, when I met you, I thought like, I was like charismatic. I like talking and, and yeah. he's like, oh, we could do something with yeah. him. And then, um, so he was kind of the reason I came out of retirement to play hockey again. Cause he really convinced me. He's like, you got to come to Danbury. Really? We'll do all these things. Yeah, yeah. We'll promote uh, the yeah. brand and this and that. And then, so, uh, I, you know, I, at first it was kind of like, oh yeah, that'd be fun. And then I kind of started thinking about it more and more. And I was like, you know what, man, maybe I just do it. Maybe I yeah. just go for it. You know, you only live once. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and I just, you know, made the move. I, I hung up my job and, and, uh, <laughs> said, let's picked go. up and you moved, to, moved to across the country to Connecticut. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it, it was great. Great first year. We, we ended up winning a championship last year, which is always fun. And, and, uh, you know, me and AJ got in with Barstool Sports yeah. and started doing that and stuff like that. So tons of opportunities came of it. So I'm, I'm definitely glad that I did. And me and AJ became best friends through the whole process. Yeah. And uh, he's my brother now. And, and uh, the Galantes have been really good yeah. to me. So it's, it's, it's been really good. It's been a really good experience. I'm very glad that, uh, that we connected. <laughs> That's, that's that's crazy. I mean, it's such a small world. You yeah. know, when you think about that. And I actually talked to AJ. We were messaging back and forth trying to get you guys a place to do your podcast here in yeah. town. And I'm like, this is crazy. It's like I remember when you guys when Dan Brand entered the league, you know, and I get the uh, the media guide and it says AJ 17 years old or whatever it was. I'm like, yeah. that's a misprint. That can't be right. I it's know. Like, it is. Yeah. And all, through all that, through playing and then the documentary and all this stuff, 20, and here I am. Years later. And here I am met, texting with with AJ. It's like yeah. this is just so crazy. Almost you know? 20 years later yeah it's crazy to think like i was talking about it today with the guys on the team like he was 17 years old and he put yeah. together a competitive team yeah like they almost won the whole league yeah. i think they came second or yeah. they finished and they went to the finals so it's like you know aj the one thing i've learned about aj is very calculated and he does his homework um so like i know when he put that team together i guarantee you he was spending a lot of time on every <laughs> single player uh picking his p players very wisely uh i mean he even does the same with his fantasy his fantasy yeah. hockey teams and stuff like that so uh. so yeah so uh pretty impressive what he was able to do him and jimmy yeah and you get you obviously close with the family i mean yeah yeah, yeah jimmy's yeah. been really good yeah. too he's like he's like a uh father away from home for right? me um he's he's awesome and somebody i look up to very greatly i think that um you know just to 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 see everything he's gone through and he's still like yeah. he's 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 a really good person he's got a good heart and yeah. uh he's very family first and and i respect that because I think all the reasons that I fight are because that's who I am yeah. in my heart. So it was really nice to be around people like that. And they brought my family in yeah. uh, and kind of made us, you know, we, we moved away from our family, yeah. you know, it was a lot for us. So, so going there and they really helped us adjust because they're our family away from family. And it was, uh, it meant a lot to us to have them there when we made the moves. So. And, and AJ's like, has worked like kind of like your agent. I mean, yeah. he's like, yeah, you know. yeah. He's like, he's helped me make some yeah. really big decisions along the lines. And, um, you know, we've, you know it's it's me and aj are kind of ride or die like we're you know everything we got going on yeah. we're kind of just on a t we're a team now and and uh he'll he'll never tell me what to do he'll never say you have to do this or you have to yeah. do that because he's he just kind of like he he calls me his advisor he's like oh, yeah. i'll give you advice and you do what you want with it yeah uh, which is really cool and uh we have a really i think we have a really great relationship and it's been it's like i said it's it's been nothing but like opportunities since yeah. i've met him so 
And he's the one that obviously got you back into hockey. Now, how did you get to Fort Wayne? Now, let's talk about that story. Yeah. You know, you, have, you get the, there's been a big, you know, to do about the suspension in the Fed and all yeah. that stuff, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, I think like the suspension was kind of like the final motivator for me. Like, I knew I wanted to get to the coast and I knew that that was something that I yeah. had in the back of my mind. And I had a few opportunities to play in the East Coast last season, um, but it was just, I just, was a little cold feet. I was yeah. I was with AJ and Danbury, yeah. and that was a big reason why I wasn't going. I was comfortable with my team. I was getting decently taken care of. Like yeah. I didn't really have a ton of motivation to move as much as I knew I should have because yeah. it was like time to to move up. Um, it was hard because you know had a lot a lot of stuff going on in Danbury, and, and me and AJ were doing the barstool stuff and and stuff like that. So uh, I didn't take any of the call ups last year, and then um, this year when I first got the um, when I first got the the original suspension, like before it was yeah. indefinite, it was an 18 game yeah. suspension. And I was going through some stuff with my family at the time. We were in the hospital, and it was a, it was a really stressful time for me. And and I remember I was like so upset that this had happened. I was like, I just started. I called my agent right yeah. away, and I was like, Hey, like get me out of here. Like I'm sick of this league. Like yeah, yeah. And uh, and I and I right away called him and, and said that to him and, and he started messaging some people and and he, he uh, and then I called my I talked to my coach after and he's kind of trying to talk me off the ledge. This is my yeah. coach in Danbury, um, and I told him I'm like, hey man, I was so upset when I seen this and he knew I was going through. We were in the hospital with my newborn and uh, uh, he had an RSV, so we were in ICU. It was a really scary time. Yeah, and uh, so I told him I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, but I just reached out to my agent because I'm. Just, I'm just, you know, and he kind of talked me off the ledge. He's like, calm down. Yeah. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But at the time, my agent's like, hey, there was some interest. And he named all the teams that were interested. And one of them was Fort Wayne. And he, and he said, he told me, he's like, Fort Wayne is an amazing place to play. Um, they could really use a guy like you. Like, I think that's a great opportunity, yeah. this and that. And so the talks had kind of started um, then. And that was kind of at the beginning of my suspension. And then. Um, you know, I kind of was convinced to stay in Danbury, serve the suspension, you know, maybe the following year I start somewhere in the East coast, but let's yeah. just finish the year here. And, and that was kind of where we were at. And so I sat and served, I think 12 games of the suspension in the federal league. Yeah. And, and that was when they kind of came in and changed their mind, which, which I was, I'd love to just get so mad about it because I just felt like it was such a, like a spit in my face yeah. in my family's face. Cause I sat around. Have you around. ever gotten a, a explanation? No, no, they haven't even responded to me. No. Okay. And, and, <laughs> and yeah, like I, I don't really, I'll never scoop as low as that league's level, but, yeah. but I was obviously upset cause it was kind of like, if they would have just told me right away, I would have probably been here yeah. months prior. It would have been better for me and my game. It would have been better for my family. Like, yeah. So it was a very disrespectful way that they handled it in a very unprofessional way, I think. And, and uh, you know, I haven't – I'm not one to, like, say anything bad about They just – you know, they dig their own grave. Just I didn't handle it right. Yeah, yeah and just, I, I just yeah. didn't want to, like – be like that person that yeah. comes out and says a bunch of stuff that yeah. one day it'll make me look bad and this <laughs> and that so um yeah it obviously upset me so i so then when i got found out it was indefinite um you know I, i'm a true believer that everything happens for yeah. a reason and and i know i've said it before on my podcast but i truly think like everything's a gift like whether it's that the worst thing in the world the what you would think is yeah. the worst thing in the world um there's always a reason for it, and 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 obviously the reason was I, it was time for me to move up. Like I had outgrown that league, I had outgrown that team, and 
And uh, I kind of knew that in the back of my mind, but I was comfortable. Yeah. Um, so it kind of forced me to get out of my comfort zone and, and make the move and, and step up my game. And um, I'm very grateful it happened. I'm, I'm grateful that all that went down the way it did. Obviously, I wish it would have happened sooner. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah. but it did happen for a reason. And I'm here now and I'm, I'm really happy to be in Fort Wayne. So what did you know about Fort Wayne coming in? Um, not much. No, like I remember Fort Wayne being in the league, obviously when I was in the central league, but, um, I mean, did AJ tell you anything about Fort Wayne? AJ didn't really have a ton of info. He obviously said that they were in the league, but I don't think he, he's never been here. No, no, I think we, we played there probably twice. Yeah. Maybe they, they came here once. Yeah. He never been here or whatever, but I have a lot of connections obviously in the hockey world. So I messaged some friends and you know, some of the ex-pro guys and stuff like that, and I heard nothing but good things. Yeah. Every single person I talked to was like, oh, that's a great place to play. The city's going to love you. Yeah. Like, um, they're going to take care of you and this and that, which was like a opposite experience of what I had been used to from, like, being in the league that I was in. Yeah. Obviously, people don't really get taken care of. But um, so it was amazing. It was like, wow, like, this is this is great. I, I got excited about it. And, and then also, too, the other side of things is, like, me and my family are very, like – um, you know, we like our space and like, we, yeah. we've always lived on land, and, you know, you can do that here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've always had property and stuff yeah. like that. And we were in Connecticut and we're just like, we're living, people are living on top of each yeah. other there. And, and there's so many people. And I think the whole time we were there, we were kind of thinking like, you know, there's obviously places in Connecticut for us, but it's yeah. expensive. Yeah. So, so we, we were, you know, we were kind of grateful cause we're like, man, like Fort Wayne is kind of our kind of vibe. Like yeah. there's a lot of space people aren't, there's not tons and tons of people like living on top of yeah, each other and yeah stuff. in five minutes you're in the country yeah you know? yeah. yeah so so i think it, it, it kind of fits our yeah. our our vibe uh pretty well and and so we're excited about that and and honestly everybody's been so nice here like uh, everyone from our neighbors to like people we run into yeah. I, I think people are very nice like, it kind of like i know we're not in the south but it kind of reminded me a little bit like yeah. the south just how everybody's very polite yeah. and friendly and stuff yeah. like that which was it's it's really good because the east coast is a little crazy sometimes <laughs> there's a lot of people and we were only like an hour from new york city which yeah. is like so opposite of who <laughs> who we are as a family so um yeah really excited to be in fort wayne and really excited to be in a place that seems to fit us a little bit more were you at all surprised or shocked at the, the reception you got i mean because yeah mean, as soon as we saw the videos <coughs> like all right th- this guy he's a comic this is you know and you probably heard stories about I mean, we're, you know, Steve Fletcher and yeah. Andy Bezo. I mean, all these great bruisers that we've had. I mean, yeah. you're, you're one of those guys. I heard nothing, but <clears throat> that's what everybody said. Everybody yeah. said, too. They're like, oh, my God, that's they've always had somebody there. Yeah. Like, that's your ty- type of team and yeah. this and that. So, But I really didn't know what to expect. Obviously, you can hear whatever you hear. You don't know until you yeah. actually see it. And, and getting here and obviously after my first game, it was crazy to see the amount of people they were, like, lining up for me yeah. and trying to get pictures and, and wanting to talk to me. I'm like, you well, know. Because you, you were here for, like, four or five games and yeah. you hadn't played. You yes, just exactly. In the yeah, so I was yeah. kind of just lurking in the stands yeah. and I was getting pictures with stuff and seeing people and people that recognized me that yeah. knew who I was. But after I actually played my first game it was really like oh my god this city is gonna be amazing <laughs> to me you know and it, it was really cool to see and it was like you know like very emotional for me because of what I went through um and it, this is really just like a comeback for me and, yeah and I and I had a lot to prove to myself after going kind of through what I went through um in my retirement and like all the depression all the tough times that I had yeah and then coming full circle to being able to do it again but now I'm really present for it and I'm really like enjoying all the little moments and stuff like that which when you're doing it the first time I feel oh, like yeah. you don't really appreciate it yeah because you you've never missed it yeah so now it's like very special and I have young 
young children. I have my family and my yeah. woman here. So it's, it makes it even more special because they're enjoying it with me. So um, very excited. And it's, it was, it was way more than what I expected uh, uh, for, uh, for uh, entrance. Anyway. <laughs> so that first game where you like, I got to lay someone out right away. Yeah. Well, I think like you surprised me because I'm like, <laughs> it's going to happen, but yeah. I'm like, all right, let's just get warmed up. I mean, I wasn't even warmed up and you lay this guy out and I'm like, what did I just miss? Well, he just yeah. literally just tattooed that man's soul. Yeah. That <laughs> like, was great. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew obviously like, I mean, that's how I play at the end of the yeah. day. I'm always looking to make a big hit and, I mean, I'm, I'm not just looking to go hit a guy, but I'm definitely finishing my checks at all times. So I couldn't have scripted it better. I don't think anybody could have. Because um, <laughs> it, it went, was. Yeah. It went well, and I couldn't believe how fast. It, I think it was like 16 seconds. Oh, yeah. I think it was yeah. 16 seconds into the game, and uh, and it was a big, clean check too. So it was it was great. I was excited about it. Like when it, As it was happening, when the puck <laughs> dumped in, the crazy thing is I literally every night before bed had been visualizing a guy coming around the net and me hitting him just like that. Yeah. So I don't know what happened. <laughs> if it had anything to the do with me visualizing it, yeah. it was just crazy how it worked out. Yeah. It was kind of weird. But, uh, but yeah. yeah, like I seen it, the puck get dumped, and I seen he's coming around, and, and I'm like stepping in, and I kind of was like, oh, here it comes, here it comes. <laughs> and then he made like a little fake, and I'm like, oh, that's the worst thing he could have done. And then he <laughs> – corrects himself and turns around and I was right there and I actually even slowed up a little bit first but it was uh it was a big check and it was clean and then um yeah I think the fans uh seemed to like it that's yeah for sure. uh, and then you had to drop him at center ice yeah I mean, which I mean yeah and again that uh, it's a dream scenario center ice yeah. I mean yeah I, th I think that's a good way to get the fans into <laughs> it uh Red a cop's a tough customer he's a yeah. big kid and stuff yeah. like that we, I mean we talked in warm-ups I think that fight would have happened regardless right right so right. but um but yeah so that was kind of a crazy entrance and a crazy start to my ECHL career <laughs> uh like I said I, me and AJ were kind of laughing about it after the game AJ's like I literally couldn't have scripted it better he's yeah. like you're an absolute animal <laughs> so uh, it was it was funny and, and it was fun and and I hope that uh, yeah. Fort Wayne loved it because uh, yeah. there'll be more of that so. and how often is it talking before the game it's like this is going to happen tonight um, i mean i know i've seen the videos and i know i've been around long enough yeah i think you know. like i mean it's, it's tough is it like, better when you when you when you do okay this is going to happen or is it when this happens organically i mean is what do you like i don't really mind either way like <clears throat> i like to be respectful about it too like yeah. we're all at the end of the day like the guys that are doing what i'm doing i think everybody has a respect there's certain guys that you kind of just don't like and and there's that yeah. or whatever but i think more often than not for myself anyways i feel like it's usually a, a pleasant conversation like hey like we both yeah. know what we're here to do you know do you want to or do you want to just wait and see what happens uh, so i don't mind i actually i like to connect a little bit at center ice yeah. and warm-ups and just see where the guy's head's at um, if he's gonna, if he's just gonna be like, no, I'm gonna run around and you can come get me, or, yeah. or if, or if he's like, hey, let's just get it over with and and move, get the boys fired yeah. up. So uh, I don't mind it. Like I'm okay either way. It, it's fun to have a passionate fight that just happens where you're kind of pissed yeah. off every once in a while. But um, I think more often than not, when I'm fighting, I'm kind of just. I like to be calm. I don't like to be. I don't like to have too much emotion. You know, obviously that's a hard thing. It takes yeah. years and years of experience to get to the point where you can fight somebody and be calm. Um, but I'm definitely better when I'm calm. So, so do you? Uh, now you're not a big guy, yeah. so it's like 
do you take that into consideration? Yeah. It's like, because I mean, obviously you're not, you're going to take on anyone. And, and yeah. But it's like, all right, this guy, like you said, you meet a guy with what, 6'6? Six, six? Yeah. It's like, all right, what's my strategy here? Yeah. I think like I'm, I'm very, like, I, I'm a student of the game. Like, yeah. As you could say, like, I'm very technically sound. Um, I think I know a lot of stuff that other people don't. Well, because if you watch the Redicop fight, it was yeah. like, you led with your right, and yeah. then the left can came, and he didn't know what to do, and yeah. it was over. You know. Yeah, and like <clears throat> I, I think I have an answer for everything yeah. in a hockey fight. Um, you know, like I love sharing it with guys on my team, and and sometimes when I do, they're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, like, they're, they're like, "Oh my!" Like they kind of get caught off guard. They're like, yeah. "I can't believe he knows this stuff." And <laughs> so I, t I try to always have like two different responses for everything that they could possibly do. Obviously, some guys grapple, some guys will string you out. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm very, I, I'm like I say, I'm, I love. I, I'm pa very passionate about it, and I, I take it seriously, and I train lots. So. Um, yeah, I feel like I have an answer for every size, every style, yeah. um, every switch, if they go left, if they go right. Um, I pretty much have a response for everything, and I'm at the point now where I don't really have to think about it. It kind of just happens. Yeah. So are you, I mean, you've trained boxing. I mean, have you done like MMA? Have you done yeah. karate? Have you done anything else like so that? So when I was training for Ice Wars, I did some like Greco-Roman wrestling. Yeah. Um, uh, Greco-Roman wrestling was good, and then just some like stand-up grappling stuff. Yeah. Um, which I find helps quite a bit. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Just the grappling. And, and, and then a lot of the stuff we were doing was very um, designed specifically for hockey fighting. Um, so uh, a lot of that stuff is kind of just stuff I've carried on and I'll work yeah. on on my own time. But, uh, yeah, but I think boxing helps the most because I feel like at the end of the day, it just makes your punches so much better, yeah. crisper, and harder. I don't need to throw big punches for them to be hard and effective. Like – my short, small punches are the ones yeah. that tend to hurt people. So, <laughs> so I, I, I think that's just based on my punching abilities, learning boxing, and how to put your whole body yeah. into a punch. You'll see a lot of guys in, at at every level of fighting and hockey that you watch them punch. And to me, like there's a lot of guys in this league. Or, or any any pro league, and I'll watch yeah. them punch, and they're a heavyweight, they're a tough guy, and I watch them punch, and I'm like, there's no way that's going to hurt me. Like, it's just they don't <laughs> know how to put their body into the punches, right. you know? Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's great for me because when I see that, I'm like, oh, okay, like, there's not a, t a whole lot of guys that worry me. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I think, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm very – since I was probably 15 or 16, I mean, I've always watched hockey fights. But when I was like 16, 17, I started actually doing it in junior is when I really started to like want to get better and studied it. Yeah. And, and I mean, I was lucky to have YouTube through yeah. my whole hockey yeah. career. Yeah. So I, I've kind of just, you know, studied it lots. And I, I think I'm at the point now where I, I feel like I have a response for anything. And, and if I if I if I lose or if I get clipped, it's my own fault. Like yeah. I, that means I made a mistake. And and if I did do that, then I'll correct it the next time. It's just a learning experience. Do you remember the first fight you got into? I mean, not, not, not even fight? hockey, but yeah. this fight, no, just like on the playground. Do you remember the first time? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I remember a couple from when I was like pretty young, but like, I don't know if it was the first one, but I remember <coughs> there was a kid on my street and he was getting, he was like getting babysat by his grandparents. Yeah. So he wasn't like in our, you know, it wasn't like one of our friends yeah. on the street, but he would every once in a while we'd see him and this kid was kind of trouble. And he was always picking on it. Like, he was just, like, a kind of a bad kid. And he would come, and he was like, I can't remember what happened to start it, but I remember everybody was just, like, pissed at this kid. And he kept, like, kept going, kept going, kept going. Yeah. 
And I remember me and him end up fighting. He's like, what are you going to do about it? And I end up fighting this kid. And I, and I, I remember specifically, I don't know, really know so much about how the fight went, but I remember like <laughs> it was yesterday, my dad yelling from the patio. <laughs> That's enough. Just <laughs> screaming at the top of his lungs. Daniel, get in here. And I just head down. Right. Just get up, head down, straight into the house, right into my room. And uh, I remember that one very, 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 probably because of how loud my dad yelled. Um, I don't know how long he was watching. I bet he was probably watching for a little bit. He probably was, making sure you won the fight. Yeah. yeah that but, was enough. Uh, yeah. But I think yeah, he shut it down when it was time to shut it down. And uh, I remember that one very specifically. And I had to be maybe 12 or 13. Yeah. But uh, I remember my first hockey fight, like, very vividly. Yeah. I remember, like, it was yesterday. And my dad was there, too. And I actually got a broken nose. I had braces still. Oh. So I think I was probably maybe 14. Yeah. And uh, we were playing against Chilliwack, which is my town was very, you know, blue collar, a lot of farmers, yeah. a lot of, you know, um, you know, uh, like that kind of demographic. And, and then there's Chilliwack, which was even farther from Vancouver. And that was kind of the same thing. So every time our town played Chilliwack, there was always big hits. Like it was always gritty, gritty games. Yeah. And I remember this one time, I don't even know how, how it started, but me and this kid were decided we were going to fight. And we obviously had cages on. Oh, yeah. We were 14. And both of us popped each other's helmets off right away. And, it, and we just went toe to toe and we just started punching each other. And I remember like I had braces and I'm, I'm grateful that I, I think I was me. I must've been wearing a mouth guard, but I remember <laughs> all the inside of my mouth was cut from my braces. And uh, I get in the dressing room, my nose is broken. <laughs> and uh, and I, I, was, I had a blast. I was like, it was so fun. I was like, uh, the adrenaline rush I had. I'm like, oh my God. And then my dad comes in the room and he straightened my nose. And, f and I remember when I was, we're in the, we're in the rink and it was kind of like the hallway area. All the parents are there. And my dad's sitting there straightening my nose in front of all these parents. And <laughs> moms are like, you can't do that. Blah, blah. And I remember it very vividly. And, uh, and you know, I, I think... I think your first fight can either make you or break you. Yeah. It can either make you never want to fight again or if it goes away where it goes okay and you yeah. survive and it was fun, yeah. uh, it can just really give you the itch. And I think it really gave yeah. you the itch. So. <laughs> I can kind of relate. Uh, I'm a huge metalhead, as you can tell by the posters, yeah. but yeah. the first mosh pit I was ever in. Oh, it's so like that's, fun. That's, yeah. All right, yeah. It's I'm still – I'm almost 50. Yeah. And if there's a pit nearby, let's go. I, let's go. Yeah, let's that's do awesome. It. So yeah. I'm, yeah, so. I'd love to go to a metal concert if there's oh. anything around. Dude, oh, we're you know. dude. I have I have lined up, man, nice. for the summer. I, this go. is this is what I Perfect. do. Perfect, right so, on. Yeah, love so, that. Oh, I'm taking I'm taking diamond hands in the go. pit with me. You heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Untouchable. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, diamond. Uh, did you give yourself that nickname? Someone had yeah, to give was, you diamond with, hands. Yeah, AJ. So like when we yeah. were, so it was kind of like through my friends and stuff. AJ was asking for nicknames for ice wars and stuff, and. Uh, it was funny because at the time, like, I don't know if you've heard of, like, the crypto and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. You've heard of Diamond Hands yeah. and crypto. I actually had just – I ended up ha – I, I got this NFT. I don't know if you know anything yeah. about NFTs, but I bought an NFT for cheap like, – you know, not cheap, but yeah. it, was, it was fairly cheap. And I ended up selling it to Ezekiel Elliott. Who plays really? For Dallas. Yeah, for a lot, a lot, like a lot of money. Oh, and so at the friend, my buddies were joking, calling me Diamond Hands because I made ah. a bunch of money on this crypto and this and that. And it was so it really wasn't for your punching. It was that's how it kind of started. But then it was <laughs> it was kind of a double meaning. Cause, yeah, yeah. Because I'd always they'd always known like I always cut guys. Like yeah. I don't know what it is about my hands. I, or right. I cut guys like every 
all the time. Yeah. Uh, and probably because of the way my knuckles are, but they're really yeah. sharp and stuff. So. They can tell. You, I can actually yeah. have looking at them. Yeah, yeah you can tell they're, 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 they're a little. They're just very bulgy yeah. probably just from years of yeah. hitting things. But um, but yeah, so so it's kind of like a double meaning, and it was kind of a joke at first. And then when AJ was asking about, like, what do the guys call you? Like, what are your nicknames? And then I kind of just gave him a list of things that guys called me. Like, yeah. in lacrosse, they called me Painsbury. <laughs> which I thought was a funny one and, and, and stuff like that. So I kind of gave him the nicknames. He's like, oh, Diamond Hands. It's got to be Diamond Hands. And then uh, that was it. It kind of just stuck from there. I uh, I told uh, Mike, Doc Emmerich is a good is a Comet fan. Okay, he's, yeah. a, he's in our Hall of Fame, good friend of the, of, of the franchise and me. And, and I told him that you were coming, that, that uh, Diamond Hands was – and he said, in all my years, I've never heard anyone – named Diamond Hands, and I'm so here for it. Yeah, and that came awesome. from Doc Emmerich. Love I mean, that. So, and he was actually, he talked about you on a podcast like the next day. No way. Yeah, cool. so he was, yeah, so he was Super all on board. Cool. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of cool, like, uh, like I just got some sticks the other day. And they, and ordered, they said Diamond they Hands, I saw that. That and was they, great. They got Diamond Hands on them. They got Diamond Hands in my stall. Like, I'm just waiting for them to put Diamond Hands on my name artist. <laughs> don't is, even call names for me anymore. Like, that is great. So it's it's fun, and like, I don't think it's really been done in hockey. Like, I don't no, think anybody's no. really, like, been even in the you know in the broadcast yeah. and stuff yeah know, you guys are calling me diamond hands i'm like i don't think that's ever really been a thing no in hockey like nobody's ever just had a nickname no i loved know? it it's yeah, great so it's it's cool <laughs> and i think it's kind of special and i think it'll be something that i remember for the rest of my life so. <laughs> now uh one of your teammates uh ryan fanty was in a very memorable fight last year have you have you seen that fight? i haven't no. you, oh you've got to see it and you've got to like hey fans Cool. Give me some pointers. Yeah, I think I love he'll, that. I think he'll crack up. Oh, hell yeah. I'll have to watch that when I get home. <laughs> yeah, I heard, I think, Brochu got in a fight. Brochu got in a fight. Year? That, that was this year. year. Yeah, that was Super a few cool. months ago. But yeah. but fans, uh, uh, it's it's went, went viral. No the way. first fight he's ever been into, and he absolutely cool. obliterated the guy. I, I mean, that. it looked like he had been fighting for decades. Unreal. Yeah. yeah. I always say, too, like, you know, people uh, – you know, I always say with skilled guys and people that are just good athletes, it's yeah. like you can't just underestimate anybody because <laughs> if they're good at hockey, if they're good at being a goalie, chances are they can probably be good at fighting. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? If they want to be. So yeah, yeah. Um, I never underestimate anybody in a fight like that. So, uh, so uh, how many kids do you have? I have uh, three here in Fort Wayne. Okay. I have one back home, so I have four total. Four yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, oh, busy, good. busy. Glad you're selling those NFTs to <laughs> Zeke Elliott, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He still owes me a jersey, though. Uh, <laughs> so, and you said your 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 gal's with you? Yeah, right? so yeah, yeah. My whole okay. family's here. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's been really good. Uh, you know, we yeah. moved. We we originally obviously went from Vancouver out to, yeah. to Danbury. Yeah. Uh, so they've been with me the whole journey. We yeah. kind of decided it was like a family journey. Yeah. So that was kind of our thing. We're like, all right, let's do it. Let's pack up and go. We yeah. went to Danbury, and now we're here in Fort Wayne, and we're just, you know, thinking about the summertime. Maybe we'll see how it goes, you know, this yeah. season. We'll potentially stay here for the summer. If oh, really? All, if all goes well. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I know we would love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so I mean, what else do you guys – you got the, the fireman. You're doing all I mean, all these podcasts. I mean, I mean, what else is on the horizon? Yeah. Yeah, for I mean, hands. it's been pretty. It's been pretty crazy with like the social media yeah. thing. Like, I never thought. It's kind of funny because like, I never thought that I would like get to this point. Because yeah. like, I think last year when I got to Danbury, I maybe had like fifteen hundred <laughs> followers or something yeah. like that. Um, so now it's like kind of come like it's been a lot of work. We've been very consistent with it, and it's you know obviously a lot of content and having yeah. to post all the time, but. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, like, I mean, I think there'll probably be definitely be some more boxing at some point. 
um, depending how hockey goes. Like now that things are going really well with hockey, I don't really want to like go out and get hurt with boxing oh, sure, or something sure. like that. But at the same time, like I think there could be some big opportunities with boxing, um, possibly bare knuckle with uh, BKFC at some point, Ooh. maybe down the road. <laughs> it's kind of something I have on my bucket list. Like I want to do it one time. Yeah. But the star, the stars would have to align just right, and they would have to have a good matchup for me. But um, but maybe who knows? At some point, that might be something I get into. But uh, at the same time, hockey's my priority right now. So yeah, let me know if you need someone to call a fight. That's, there you go. Because I'm actually I was a huge boxing fan growing awesome. up, yeah. and I would have loved to have called because I grew up cool. in the '80s yeah, with yeah. the middleweights. Man, oh, yeah. I was like a marvelous, marvelous Marvin Hagler. Oh yeah, Hagler. You know, yeah, he's a beast. You know, and all. And and, and Hearns and I mean yeah. it just the list goes on and on yeah, and on yeah. so it's like so like whenever I call a fight I'm actually I'm in boxing mode yeah. like I really want to call it yeah. like I was a boxing broadcaster yeah yeah cool <laughs> that's awesome I love that yeah. yeah good good yeah no it's uh like I've had some really good coaches too like through boxing and stuff uh uh, Kenny Lacusta, I don't know if you know who that is, but he's kind of like a Canadian boxing legend. Yeah. So he was my coach. He was in my corner for both of my uh, Ice Wars fights. And uh, he's he used to be Mike Tyson's sparring partner. Shut so up. He, you can look him up on YouTube. He's got like 50 rounds with Mike Tyson on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and that was probably in the late 80s, and he was getting paid really good money. Wow, to, to take punches, to eat yeah. punches from Mike and, Tyson. And uh, it's funny because he said he went out, I think it was, I want to say it was somewhere in Asia where he went out and he, he sparred with Mike Tyson because Tyson was training for a yeah. fight. And he said it, it was however much they paid him per week. It was pretty good money, though. And then at, uh, at the end, they're like, if you last five weeks, we're going to give you a $10,000 bonus, right? <laughs> so he does it. He lasts the five weeks. He's the, he said there was only two guys that lasted five weeks. There was like 15 guys that started. Wow. And there was him and another guy were the only guys who lasted. He got his bonus, this and that. And he's like, okay, that was it. And he goes home and then he gets a call. Like, a, I don't know if it was a year later, how much later it was. And it was Mike Tyson's camp again. And they said, hey, we want to bring you into Las Vegas. We're going to buy you a we're gonna buy you a brand new Mercedes. We're gonna pay you the same <laughs> thing we to paid get you the last time. Beat out of and you. then, and then once you're, d uh, if you last five weeks, we'll give you a, yeah. a, a Rolex or yeah. something crazy. Yeah. And uh, he said, "Nah, I'm okay." <laughs> <He's> <laughs> wow. Like, I did that once. I'm. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because you know you talk to Kenny. He had a really great career. He fought. Um, he he fought some really big names. Um, the list goes on with him. Yeah. But, uh, but with him, he's 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 got to be in his late 60s now yeah. he's really sharp healthy yeah good and, and it was just really cool to see somebody that's had such a successful boxing career and he's still really with it he's not like punch drunk or anything like yeah. that which obviously is sad yeah. to see in some of the older guys but i think he maybe made the right decision yeah i only think doing so. that with tyson I once so. yeah. <laughs> but i heard on the, uh, the podcast you did with aj that you, when you got to town you immediately went to a boxing place here in fort wayne yeah. Right? yeah 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 pretty much right uh yeah the first week i was yeah. here and I, it's funny because i didn't have any of my boxing stuff yeah. but uh i was going to the gym co i think i think the guys were going i wasn't playing and so they i don't know if they were they weren't skating or whatever yeah. so coach is like hey just go to the gym and i'll pay for your uber or whatever just yeah. just give me the receipts for the gym or so you can go work yeah. out in the morning because there's nothing going on i was like all right and i was just uh, i was just about to walk out the door and i was i had my uber set to go to the yeah to the to the regular yeah. gym the ops i think yeah. it is and uh last minute i'm like ah, i just changed it to some random boxing gym i didn't even <laughs> barely look it up i didn't know anything about it and i just showed up at this gym and knocked on the door and the guy kind of looks through the window yeah. there was two people in the gym it was like total private gym yeah. and the guy ended up 
poking his head out. He's like, how, how much do you weigh? <laughs> you a heavyweight? He's like, I need a heavyweight. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm in the gym training with this guy hitting pads and stuff. So uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So, was he impressed? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, I yeah. think he's, uh, I think he'll probably be someone that I work with. So oh, nice. Cool, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But that was uh first week in Fort Wayne up at a boxing gym. So. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, again, we, you made a quite, quite the entrance and uh, quite the impression on us, man. Thank so uh, we, we, we dig it. Appreciate it. We yeah. dig it. So, cool. well, man, I appreciate you coming in. Uh, yeah, your, your busy schedule with all your other, you know, media commitments. I'm glad you made some time for me. And uh, <laughs> so anytime. Yeah. So uh, I appreciate it, man. And uh, man, we'll, we'll, we'll see you uh, down the road, buddy. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate right. it. Thanks a lot, man. Another one for the archives. What a terrific interview that was. I want to thank Diamond Hands for coming on in and sitting down with me because it's a, it's a busy dude, man. He's got all kinds of things going on social media. So glad he was able to find a little bit of time and sit down with us and regale us with all those great stories and uh, some thoughts on the future. So hopefully we'll have that guy back on this show again. Uh, so I want to thank him. I want to thank you and everybody for listening to this episode of the Spice Dogs Provisions Comets Podcast.